I welcome in everyone today. Welcome to our podcast today with uh, Brandon Source. This is Coach EJ, known as Eric Johnson, the brand. And this is Coach Aaron Thickton, the source. Today, guys, we're, we've got uh, a, a guest here. I guess we might want to call it this series Parents Take, where we're going to be talking to some of the parents of our athletes and, and just getting, you know, a parent's perspective on uh, their experience in youth sports and the trials and tribulations and trying to figure things out <laughs> on how they're navigating it. And, you know, hopefully there, I know there will be some words of wisdom and some words of caution and <laughs> all of those sorts of things from the guests that we bring on. Uh, today, I wanted to uh, bring on Jason Matthews. He's one of our uh, athlete's parents. His uh, son's name is Kai. Kai has actually been an athlete of mine for going on, I think, three years now, at least two years. Yeah. And uh, Kai's now 13? 13 uh, years old, yes. 13 years old, baseball player, uh, very good athlete. And um, we just want to talk today about, you know, that journey of, of Kai's and, and from the parents' perspective. Jason also is a, a brother in the podcast uh, arena. He has a podcast. Um, I'd like for you to um, just give us a quick shout out about your podcast. Yeah, so my podcast, his name is Cream. It's called the Cream Podcast, where cash rules everything around me. It's just a fun, easy uh, way to learn about money and finance and what's happening in the world. Um, you can catch on any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, or uh, Google, or whatever way you listen to your uh, to your podcast. Guys, I really suggest that you check it out. It's, it's really informative. I listen to it, uh, especially if you guys happen to be uh, Wu-Tang fans. Right. So you'll like the Wu-Tang connection. Uh, some of you guys might um, know by the name that's uh, a Wu-Tang reference. Yes. Uh, but, you know, let's get started. Jace, tell us a little bit about Kai. So, yeah, uh, Kai, my son is a 13 years old uh, baseball player. Um, he plays for Show California. He loves the game of baseball. Um, and uh, he's just really enthusiastic athlete um, who's just really learning the game of baseball. Got a little bit of talent. And we're just trying to put the right skills together uh, for him to reach his dreams right now. But real social leader, obviously, on the field. People love uh, love to be around him. He connects with people really well. So that's how I definitely connect with him. Well, I, I want to start it off with, with this, because I've been thinking about this for, you know, we've talked about putting this podcast together for a while. And this was one of the things I was that's really kind of been burning in my mind. I, I think there's, there's critical points in an athlete's career where they've got to make transitions. And I think the first transition is from middle school to high school. The next transition is from high school to college and college to pros. And we've talked about this in some of our other podcasts. And, and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on because Kai is at that point where he's making that transition from, uh, you know, middle school player to now his first year high school. And he's, he's at Bishop Dow, correct? No, no, no. He still has one more year of high school. So right now he's... One so year, right now, it's great. Next year, he'll be in high school. Okay, so he's yeah, so he's approaching that 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 critical transition. I think a lot of athletes and parents kind of take that for granted, and and I always say that there's levels to sports, and there's there's certain benchmarks where there's got to be a a pointed change in your mentality, your physicality, 
your technical aspect of how you play the sport, all those things, there's certain bridges that you cross where you have to make that jump. And because the competition gets stiffer, you know, the commitments get 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 right. bigger, all of those things. And and I and I think that's where, you know, he's approaching that point. And I just kind of wanted to get what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so what you're what I'm seeing out there in the world is you're starting to see water separate from oil, you will say, where you have certain kids who might have been the bigger kid just naturally growing up, who are now hit that point where they stagnated while you have the kid who's more of the serious athlete who's trying to accomplish more who's starting to put in more work more effort doing things besides just showing up for practice but doing more things individually might do things not just on the basketball court or baseball field but more in the gym and other things so you're seeing that separation of who's gonna be that guy and who's just out here just trying to have fun and just knowing that High school is going to be it, and I'm going to go and live my life. Or if I'm going to play high school, just doing it for fun, um, and I'm not really just taking it to that next level. And I'm, we're starting to see that more and more as we're approaching. Because with his age, a lot of his friends are going are freshmen now in high school because his birthday's in December. While he still has some friends in eighth grade, but you just you were seeing that from the kids who was a lot bigger than him or a lot more athletic than him at nine years old or ten years old, uh, especially because my son was a short thick kid at the time you wouldn't tell now but he was a kid where i thought he'd probably just be at first base but um he definitely had transitioned out of that and you can tell he's more of a serious athlete as far as what he wants to accomplish far as this is just something for fun or is that actually a dream for him yeah. Yeah. Well, you know i have a question for you jason is um and it's kind of funny because I've, I've watched kai and i know kai and i saw kai aaron it's funny because i watched kai play we played against kai last year and I, you know, I watch him in the gym all the time, man. He gets after it all the time. And I watched him last year, and I see him now, and I go, wow, that's just in a year. Look at the work he's put in. And Aaron, he's been with you for like three years previously. You know, and I, Jay, you hit, Jason, you hit something on that, that really resonated with me is the fact that um, you've got those guys that are water and oil. You know, and those guys who are serious getting high school, if they haven't done, here's my take on this whole thing, guys. If they haven't done anything prior to high school, they're behind the eight ball. When And you know when they're behind the eight ball? Not their freshman year. It's their sophomore year when they got to make JV or varsity. That's when they're behind the eight ball. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. It's like the first year you can get away with it. Big roster, 25, 30 guys. You can fit in, but all of a sudden, get a little bit more serious a little bit better competition and if you haven't done anything prior to that um prior to getting into high school i think you're really behind i think kai's a testament aaron the fact that you know he went into the gym and jason that you saw sought out aaron and did that man because i, I agree with you jason it's it's i'm starting to see more of that now being somebody that owns a club and goes out there and does that uh i see a lot in, in the in the game of baseball aaron well, there are, there are two things that he mentioned that you know, I basically broke my neck nodding, <laughs> nodding in agreement. Right. And and one was, one is, I think it's a decision point. You know, he said, hey, you start to separate from your friends. You have to start to make these decisions on, okay, am I going to get extra training? Am I going to do work outside of my baseball practices? You know, am I going to 
make this commitment because of the choice that I want to be a collegiate athlete. So it, it's a, I think there's a mental transition that has to, to take place. I talk to parents all the time when I have middle schoolers going to high school. I said, yeah, one of the big things is their method of operation has to change if they don't have those habits in place before. Because again, just because of the commitment, the volume, the intensity, and the expectations. And, and that's a mental transition I think parents need to get their athletes for. There's only so much you can do about the, the physical. You know, you can only put so much weight on your kid. You can only make them so stronger, so, so much stronger. Uh, you know, some of that, you just gotta wait for mother nature to, to make a visit. But turning that switch is a mental decision, you know, and that's a choice. And the other thing that, um, the other word that he used that I really like all the time, and me and EJ talk about this, is there's got to be a degree of separation. And I, in other words, you've got to be the dude. you got to be the man amongst boys. You've always got to separate yourself from the pack in terms of your abilities, your play, all of those things. Otherwise, you're just another also-ran, and there's hundreds of thousands of those kids. And you need to have that mentality about, hey, I've got to, my abilities have to separate me from everyone else on the field for me to be able to get the opportunities to move on. Because it's like it's like pouring all those kids through a strainer. Only some of them are going to get through, you know, and that filter gets tighter and tighter. And, and so I think separation is a great word to use when you're talking about athletes and their abilities and if they thought they're good enough. I always, always ask an athlete, hey, what's your degree of separation between you and every other athlete on your team, on between your competitors, countywide, statewide, all of that. So I, I love that you mentioned those, uh, those two things. Here's something I want to talk to you about. What has been probably the most unexpected or frustrating thing thus far in your, in your journey with Kai and... Uh, and new sports the most frustrating thing i would say is the whole thing about travel ball and making sure you don't keep up with the joneses because <laughs> because you'll be in this world and everybody's saying you do this or do this or this is the hottest team or you should do that and i i think the most frustrating thing is is making sure uh, you don't keep up with the joneses because people would instigate to you about something make you quit a team and they still, they are there because they're really parents. I noticed, oh, let me reverse back. I think parents have a lot of egos when it comes to this travel ball baseball. And I think oftentimes that's the worst thing is they will ruin the game of baseball, the ruin the teams, the ruin kids because their ego is so big that they think their kids are the most shiniest thing and everything that might come closer there. They might hate on it and they don't want the competition or they bring additional drama which I hate, which I wish they did not do so much in this game of baseball and travel ball. It's, I think, I think everybody, parents for the most part should just, you know, just sit back, you know, uh, enjoy the beer at the games and just, and just let the kids just play and just let it be. And that's just my opinion at the end of the day. You know, I'm gonna tell you a story, man. Cause Aaron's over there shaking on, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we're laughing. Cause we talk about this every day or all day. I come in there, Aaron, guess what? Um, but what I'm going to say is Herman Edwards, I learned this like 30 years ago. Herman Edwards said this one thing. He said, players play, coaches coach, and parents watch. 
And I, I, I brought that in our club when we started, EJ Sports, Suzette and I, and we just said, hey, listen, parents, sit in the stands, enjoy your kids, because they only grow up one time. Two, you, you, you have us here to coach you, let us coach. And, and, and from there, enjoy the experience. It, you only get, you know, you only have one shot at this or two shots or three shots, depending on your kids. It's a problem, Aaron and Jason, in our industry. It's, it's the, the game's being ruined by keeping up with the Joneses, not understanding the process. And Aaron and I say it in our podcast all the time about all these things about the process, staying in it. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Man, I can't agree with you enough. As I watch and I go out this, this is my 18th year going out with the club. And I watch things every week and whether it's a tournament or games. And I try to really play like-minded people now because I'm so frustrated with the fact that people act the way they act. It's for the kids. Look, we're out here for the kids. At the, at the end of the day, we're here to help young people become better people. At the end of the day, that's what this is about. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And we need to clean it up. Aaron, what are your thoughts about that, man? I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I, I get it because I get the phone call, you know, and it's not just in baseball. It's, you know, hey, you know, I've got my 10 year old. He plays on an elite soccer team and number know. one in the country number one in the yeah, yeah, yeah 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 rankings rankings yeah, yeah and they're ranked this and ranked that and it's just like oh god you know who's gonna remember the i don't know the u.s nine-year-old world <laughs> cup you know and and, oh. and and a few years it, it, it it's a great accomplishment i'm not trying to downplay that stuff and and, and it's great for the kids but you know what I, I say I tell a story all the time. There will be a kid at some point who will never have touched a soccer ball, picked up a baseball bat, other than playing wiffle ball out on the, you know, out on the street, and all of a sudden come and take your kids lunch. <laughs> take the kids lunch. You know, that's and- Tim Anderson. And from the Chicago White Sox. He was a basketball player from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, yes. which is the mecca of college football. And now look at him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, you, you got to take this stuff with a grain of salt. You know, yes, you want to you want to give your kid every opportunity. You want to give them the proper training. You want to give them the proper foundation. And I think that's the key. You want to give them the proper physical, mental, and perspective foundation of their of their participation in sports and and to just you know say okay because my kid is great at nine means he's going to be great at 18 is not the case and uh, there's there's so many different factors and you know it's like me being in, in the business that I'm in I you get people who who maybe aren't don't understand sports don't understand training and they they always say well you know how long will it take for them to get faster you know <laughs> Like there's a formula and and part of it's my industry's fault because they'll say, oh yeah, we can, you know, guarantee this or in eight lessons, they're going to be able to do this. And that's BS. That's just all marketing. It, we're dealing with people. People are different. They move at different paces. And all I can tell pet parents is, you know, there are no guarantees, but you can heighten the probabilities. You know, and you can heighten the probability for success by doing all the right things you would in any other arena. Being prepared, 
being committed, being diligent, finding the right professionals to work with, creating the right environment. That's how you heighten the probability. But in terms of guarantees, again, you know, I, I've seen kids in track and field come out and the only pair of shoes they own are, you know, some beat up high tops and blaze up everybody else down the track that's been, you know, who's got the pristine Nike flies, <laughs> and, you know? So you, you, you just don't know. You just don't know. But um, yeah, that is interesting. And I, and I think parents should just, um, you know, it's perspective. Everything is, is perspective. Yeah, you're right about that. Everything is about perspective. Um, and the problem, I think, with your industry, you just, in the, not that you use sports side, but just in health issue, is the infomercial, right? Yeah. You know, I get the perfect ass by just eating whatever I want right. and then do, after 10 minutes a day for a month, I got the six perfect six pack. Yeah. And we had this surgery, you know, or people now doing all these different surgeries. Yeah. We're in a microwave society where, where people want quick fixes right. and we forget everything's a freaking process. Yeah. And we forget when it comes to baseball, the hardest thing in base in sports is hitting a freaking baseball. And, and that's why I love, and that's why I love having my son play baseball. And I want him to play baseball first. He would get, always get recruited to play football. But the reason I wanted to have him play baseball was that the challenges of playing baseball, the how do you struggle when your batting when your bat's not hitting well? What's your attitude? How do you you know how can you stay determined? how you control your temper um, and how you deal with failure, uh, especially being an African-American child where you might have more challenges than the next person growing up. I want him to play a sport where, you know what? I've been through challenges. I know how to overcome them. I know how I'm supposed to respect, react. I don't want him to play football where if I'm mad, I just hit somebody with aggression next play. I want him to have play a sport where you take a deep breath, figure out what you did wrong and to make those adjustments. And that's the beauty of learning the game of baseball is you learning how to make adjustments, not through just being emotional and getting frustrated and, and just hitting somebody, but really taking a pie. Like what, what part of my technique did I didn't do? Maybe I rolled over next time I need to do this, or maybe I didn't do that. And, and thinking instead of just reacting, which I think is the beauty of the game of baseball that, and the learning and the lessons of baseball that, People just don't truly appreciate when this whole process is harder than, than hitting a golf ball. You hear all these old guys play golf for the last 40 years and still haven't hit a perfect golf ball. But yet we expect kids at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 to always have guaranteed success all the time, which I don't think is realistic or true. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a point. <laughs> you know what that is? Hey, Aaron, I'm you know what that is? down, man. <laughs> Mic <laughs> drop. Yeah. Mic drop. Man, on that one. Couldn't have said it better, man. Look, that's why you're on here, man. That's why you're that. on here. <laughs> I uh, love, love that. that. Great, great comment. Great comment. And you and know what? You need to take that to heart. You know what, Aaron, me on Jason, I always say this baseball is a microcosm of your life, it really is. I find out the true characters behind young people by how they act on the baseball field. And Jason, you can have said it any different or any more when you said, hey, you struggle, you deal with it, you gotta know how to navigate it. Um, it is a microcosm of, of your life. And what a, what a great sport 
to put your kid into to understand that. And you have such a good perspective on it, Jason, that you're trying to teach Kai how to be a young man, how to be a young adult and how to handle things. And that says a lot right there, and I'll tell you that. Jace, I have a question. This is a little bit lighter, lighter top uh, subject, but what would be the top three to five tourneys that you guys have experienced? And and maybe why the why would you pick those? And and what's maybe the value uh, of going to those tourneys? Just it could be for a competition. It could be for just the baseball experience. You know, because again, you're you're a very insightful guy because you're not you're looking beyond just you know batting averages and and velocities and what your son should be getting out of this sport. So. You know, if you were to pick your, your your top three to five tourneys or baseball, you know. He's <laughs> shaking his head already. I know it. <laughs> what would those be? Uh, I'd say number one, is we just came back from North Carolina. So we did the USA Baseball uh, in North Carolina. Um, I'd say that's number one since it's fresh in my mind. Um, the reason why we did that is I just want to see where is that bar of competition? Like, where does he stack? Right on. And, right? And uh, so that's why we did that. Just to see, uh, not to say we're going to make the USA baseball team, right. but where do we stack and where are we where are we going and right. where, is, where are those gaps at? And, right. um, what work do you need to do? Yeah, what work we need to do? Well, I see uh, that that's a gap uh, that we have. Number two tournament that we did, we, we've done some tournaments, but I see parents going all over the world and we simply... We haven't done that. We we always do an annual trip to US UAAA World Series down in SoCal. And that's a great one for us because one, um, we play great competition, right? SoCal's the mecca of you you've based on the country, I would say, over Georgia, over Florida. I'm sorry to tell that to everybody else in the South. <laughs> I wanna say the West Coast has the best youth baseball in the country. <laughs> but one is we play great competition, great. It brings he has a great time with his friends. We meet great people from all over the country because you have people from Hawaii, Utah go to that tournament. So that's always the, our number two. And then number three, who that's tough. Um, it's tough out there. <laughs> maybe again, just again, just from the baseball yeah. experience, like, you know, you get, you talk, you have a lot of people who talk about Cooperstown. You have people who talk about the Hank Aaron tournament, you yeah. know, again, maybe just from a cultural standpoint, culturally, you know, for African-American culturally for, for the, the sport of baseball, you know, what might be one of those things that, hey, you know, it's gonna be a great memory for my son. Yeah, yeah. For, for us, I wanna do the Hank Aaron. I'm like, Hank I'm looking Aaron. forward. Like Hank I see, so a couple weeks ago, a lot of people don't know, the Hank Aaron Classic was on, which is the top African-American minority baseball players in the country. Cool. And they took, and you probably had a number of them in the Bay Area, which is really cool. And I would say it might be the top viewership show at MLB Network. I should look into it. Because I know everybody was watching it dial in. And I don't think people watch MLB Network as much as they did that day. But for my son, he saw kids that he knew, he looked up to, playing in Atlanta, playing the game, and seeing the best competition and seeing people who look like him. And that's one experience where we want to do within the next three or four years whenever uh, whenever they call us to do it. And it's ran by MLB Network. And that's the one I'm super excited about is that and then also area codes i hope he's good enough to play area codes one of uh you when your past speakers was just at area codes my son looks up to him he goes against me nah i think my son wants to do those those are like 
the ones area codes and Hank Aaron, we really want to do. We're really excited about doing it if we have the possibility and everything runs its course and we're there. I think that'd be great. Hey, Aaron, he's hit, he hitting the ones I like. You know, he hit the USA Baseball 1 North Carolina NTIS National Team Identification Series, which I'm a part of also. But I will say this is that you have the right attitude. You go back there to see what the bar is and, and to have a great experience and see what's out there. I love that. Um, and then you talk about Hank Aaron. That's outstanding because you have people like Ken Griffey Jr., Jerry Emanuel, all these great, like, mentors that can mentor people that look like them number one um and then the third thing um what was your third your third your third tournament was the um you triple sa world series still count i think that's always been good at the youth level yeah. i see between nine and twelve that's probably one of the great tournaments to be in between yeah. ages nine and twelve so he aaron he's hitting all the all the right ones you got area code two which is i think a good experience for the kids to to go out and do because that raises a bar in your area that you get to see, hey, what's out there in Northern California? Who are these guys I've read about or heard on Instagram? I, I, I shouldn't say read about. I should say on TikTok or <laughs> Instagram or Twitter. What's what's going on there? Aaron, he's hit all the all the ones that you know that I think are really cool. And you know, there's a process. And I, I'm gonna go back to this again because Aaron and I always talk about the process. Man, Jay, you're involved in the process, man, because that's what it, that's where you need to be. And a lot of people out there, if you're listening today, listen to this man. He's talking about the process. He's not talking about chasing trophies. He's not talking about, I got to go to this tournament. He's talking about working, working. He's, in, he's talking about, you know, heightening his probability of getting better. So awesome, man. Aaron, we got a treat here today, man. This is great talking to him. EJ, just to kind of go off on a tangent here a little bit. Uh, EJ mentioned something that, that's pretty interest, always interesting to me and, and maybe a little bit of an annoyance because uh, I'm kind of old school, but he mentioned the, the whole social media aspect. And one, and obviously you're versed in social media because of you know your involvement with your podcast. What is your take on the whole kids and social media and the kind of self-promotion now, again, maybe I'm just, you know, one of those old guys who just doesn't get it. But, you know, you see, you see, you know, the like you said, the TikToks, the Instagrams and, you know, all these highlights of, of you know, kids. And I'm sure it's not just the kids pushing it, but also the parents. I don't know. Give me your, your perspective on it. Overall, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, it's, 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 it's crazy. Uh, so my son does have, uh, uh, he has the Instagram page. I'm the one who probably posts on it when we go to a trip. But, you know, some people make it life where I was talking to a, to this mom in North Carolina, or she was in the same hotel we was at, but she was a hairdresser um, for a wedding at the hotel we just were at. And I said, I feel like some parents are so involved with their kids because they have no other hobbies outside their kids. So that's why they post every single thing. And that's, I have my own goals, my own dreams in life. And so I'm not there. One, I hate TikTok. I think all these kids are stuck on TikTok and I think it makes us dumb, dumbed down, stupid, and so on and so forth overall as a society. And I don't think it's good. Um, also, um, I'm not a big fan of it because the good thing about my son and where we at is my son is, like I said, he's a real social guy. He connects with a lot of people. And he saw a lot of the kids who are older. 
And he's seeing that a lot of kids who are older are getting more, instead of it being a positive, probably getting more trouble with social media than they're not. Where they say something stupid, they act stupid. And I think the problem with social media right now is it does not allow kids to make mistakes like we did as a kid because everything they're posting is on there. Because kids, we know their brains don't fully develop until they're 2024. 20, and we, so they know where they're going to do some dumb things. But if you post all your dumb stuff on there, you look bad. I hate also that parents are just so consumed posting every single little thing about it, about every single thing positive for the kid, but they won't tell you the negative on there, which yeah. I think we have to go with the pros and the cons, right? Right. It's great that you, we, our kids did something on social media, but talk about the challenges that you face. Yeah. Uh, my son didn't do as if it's a bat, but only yeah. thing we posted is my hit, my son hit two bombs this weekend. Yeah, yeah. but he didn't tell us about those ten strikeouts, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Or yeah. the ball went through his legs. Oh, so yeah. I think there needs to be a balance. I just think right now we are out of balance as a society because we're getting so too consumed by social media, especially our young people, where we need to tell them to get off of TikTok, get off of social media. And just keep grinding, keep working, and stop. Who cares what the next person doing? Be the best version of yourself, and uh, that's just my view of it right now. Man, I just—it kills me how much you see everybody on social media. I was at the airport; everybody's down. I said, "Look at your surroundings. There's a whole lot going on more than what you see on on TikTok and everywhere else." And I don't know, man. As a society, we're getting overly consumed by it. That's just my view on social media. Well, you know, it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that just, and I, I get a kick out of this, is if you go to every major league player and look on their Instagram page or their Twitter page, I don't know if you see 20% of the guys posting stuff. How about that one? No one really thinks about. Okay, so you got 20% of major league players posting stuff, you know, and that's it. I mean... There's not a lot going on there. And then the person posting stuff is not them. Because how are they doing the stuff and 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 posting it? They're not doing that. They have somebody that does it for them. But, you know, I think uh, Jason says something valuable. And I think, you know, be engaged and have fun with it. But don't let it rule your life, man. See, too many people on here just three or four hours a day. Uh, parents post every single moment. I just think it's just too much. That's just my personal opinion from it. I'm oh, I'm very old school. I'm young, but I think I'm very old school when it comes to things. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I just listen to you. Old man. school, man. I don't have to say it. I got someone right here. Here's my proxy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I guess how how I am just in life is I just like I love to and maybe because my father had me at an older age is I just love listening to people who've been there, done that, and just do what they said. So the more reason I got with Aaron originally was uh, Will Ash, my uh, oh. Will Ash, Johnny Ash. If you don't know the legendary Johnny Ash, of course you do. Stanford, uh, and then was in the actual system. He said, "You need to go see Aaron because he's going to teach your son not uh, how to run." And I was like, "Huh?" He said, "Yeah, he's going." He said, "Will said he's going to teach your son how to run." So that's why I went to Eric because I wanted my son to know the right technique. And then afterwards, I remember the off season when he told us that and we came back and I saw the difference where I started seeing kids who just pound the ground compared to being on their toes who had the same body structure. But my son had that advantage of going to Aaron because of that. So I always just listen to people who've been there, done that. And I think one of the, one of the biggest challenges parents have is 
with baseball being so you can have competitions so close with each other you don't know how to get your kids to the next level for us college or how major league baseball looks so i think that's why oftentimes we have parents on social media because a lot of times we're, i think as parents we walk in the dark so much on how do we get our kids exposure for this scholarship that we prepay for i always say we prepay for scholarships because after you pay for training you pay for your travel ball you, right. pre, you already pre-pay for college it's just you yeah. get better entertainment as a parent compared to your kids going off to college you're not seeing what they're doing um, is that oftentimes so we're just walking in the dark as parents where you don't know how to get your kids to area codes or how they're going to be seen or or, or to that next level that uh, I think all parents dream of the kids going to college but they don't know what's the right route to do it so we go by all these other people and I think uh, and or social media or we think social media is going to be the answer for our kids getting attention that maybe Clemson University or West Virginia is going to see our kid and come out to a game or tell them to come out to a showcase or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's one of those things. And that's why we did the pod, podcast, the company you keep. You've got to create an environment and an ecosystem. Just like when you're, if you're growing a plant, you know, you want, you want an environment and you want people who are going to nurture and do the right thing. And I always find myself, I tell my wife, I come home, I say, and you know, the call, I had to be Jackie Childs today. <laughs> because, because you know a parent comes in and we're we're training and then all of a sudden they tell me they go and they do this other thing well i had them you know we saw this crossfit video and and, and now you know i had them do you know 300 burpees and you know and i'm like i'm like jackie Childs. did i tell you to put on the bomb you know <laughs> It, it, you're doing too much. Yeah. You've got to you've got to surrender yourself to the to the professionals. You know you have to at some point if you want the, all of these things to work. And uh, I, I think that's something that you you realize and are comfortable with. And I'm not saying surrender your athlete to people that you don't trust. You're not comfortable with. Find those those um, people you are. And uh, surrender. Oh, you're so true because there's always the latest coach. There's always the latest team, right? But and this, the you know the what's who's hot right now, and I think yeah. people always follow that. For instance, I hear people say, "Hey, you should go to this trainer, this trainer." I'm like, "I'm okay." <laughs> he has a person. We have a system. He's uh, his his record's impeccable uh, for his results, and yeah, I see other people going there, but. I don't go where the rest of everybody else is in the red ocean. I always go towards the blue ocean. A pure person who has experience and been there, done that. And not just to go by this five by night, highest thing out um, thing. And I think as parents, there's one thing I have, I see a lot is, oh, this team's the hottest team. They got this kid, this kid, yeah. this kid. But I'm like, who is the coach? What's his background? What's his experience? And if so, what's wrong with where you're at right now? Are you not getting the coaching experience? Or does he have the coach and the team has the same values that you have? At the end of the day, what are you trying to accomplish by being on this team? And I just don't think people just reverse engineer what they're trying to accomplish in youth sports, period. And that's why we keep having people go team to team to team every, every time or they get mad when the kid's on the bench for one game not understanding that and what's the end results in the end game plan. Yes, you might switch teams. We have switched teams during the process, but it, it didn't happen because uh, we didn't like the coach or something. Maybe coach got burnt out and wanted to take a break. Uh, maybe went to this guy for this reason. I think, but I know the end of mind. I think 
as parents, we just going by what's hot because we hear other people saying it instead of reverse engineering saying, what does it take for my child to get here and what's the steps I need to take? And uh, mm. I'm just like every other parent, but this is what I'm just observing right now is that everybody's going by who's hot right now. Like the hottest tournament, yeah. the hottest coach of the day. Doesn't mean that he's a good coach. You just know how to recruit. And there's right. a difference between great coaches and recruiting, yeah. right? <laughs> you know? And there's a formula for teams like that. You can, if, I always say in travel ball, especially at the youth level, not the high school level, you just have to have that one parent who knows how to socialize, engage, and who knows how to sell. And he can load up a team for you. The coach don't have to know how to coach. He just got to recruit his butt off. Like, this is the greatest coach you ever seen. Blah, 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 blah. And parents are like, oh, yeah. And they follow along with it, knowing that they were in a great situation before. You right. might not win no trophies, but who cares? Your right. kids learn the game. You should just stick with that person. So, and that person's gonna get mad when the kids on the bench because you're over there as well. So, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the process. I think we just have to remember reverse engineer what we're trying to accomplish at the end of the day. And I always say, well, I'm at the end of the day, I'm just trying to build my son to be a leader in a pillar of the community and using baseball as an avenue for that. That's what I really want to accomplish. Absolutely. Amen to that, Aaron. Amen to that. He gave you a breakdown of how the industry is and what his goals are for Kai. How cool is that? I love that, man. I want to turn this around now. What are some questions for us? Do you have any questions for us? Because we've been grilling you this whole time. <laughs> I mean, we talk all the time, but maybe what, do you have any questions for us or things that you'd like to ask us? As parents, besides being the driver for our kids, driving around to practice and practice, what are some three main skills that parents should have or three things that parents should do um, to make sure their kids are in the best situation possible? You want to go first, EJ, or you want me to go? Uh, I'll, I'll start with this first one and I'll let you rip on the rest. Uh, first thing is, whether you're at practice or at a game, when your kid gets in the car, don't don't ask them, how was it? Just say, hey, did you have fun today? And that's it. And let the conversation lead itself. Don't talk about the game. Don't talk about anything. Let your son or daughter talk to you first and let them lead the conversation. It will teach them how to socialize better. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave with this. Another podcast we did. It's called Home Training. Okay. I think parents obviously are probably the the big biggest influence on an athlete in terms of their motion, um, their motivation, their emotions, how they handle all of the trials and tribulations in sports. So they play, I think parents need to be strategic, not strategic in the sense of, okay, I'm gonna get them the best bat and I'm gonna get them the best shoes and I'm gonna put them on the best team, but strategic in how you continue to develop your your your, your child emotionally and, and mentally. And, and you know, what I mean by that is, I think parents need to teach their kids communi good communication skills uh, I think they need to teach the kids come out the value of commitment. And I think parents need to take the time to do their research. Understand that youth sports is a business now. So unless you're playing for the Y or um, God, you know, some, you know, free league or something, it's right. a business. And, and I had this conversation with just two days ago. And, I, and my thing is, 
you've got to keep your eye on that North Star. What's your kid's North Star? What do they want to get out of this? And everything that you do should be taking a step and driving you and pointing you in that direction. Anything that you do that doesn't point your kid in that direction is not a service to your athlete. And if that athlete has that dream of playing college baseball or college basketball, then you've got to be strategic in helping make those decisions that are going to always take them. And you got to question, you know, because that was the thing. She asked, do, do we play year round? You know, how do we navigate this? We're caught on this whole merry-go-round where we can't get off where they want us to do this and they want us to do that. Now, you know, we got this practice five days a week and now they want us to add this activity in. And you've got to, you've got to find your no. You've got to be able to tell these people no at some point, especially if it's contrary to the goals and dreams of your athlete. Last thing I'm going to mention after that, Aaron, is let your kid rest. Yeah. Let your kid rest during, during, during this, uh, during their plight or their, their commitment of playing sports. Let them have some downtime. Let them go out and be a kid. Let them not train, you know, crazy and forget that they need to rest and they need to eat well and need to be mentally, mentally prepared to do all this. How do you get your kid mentally prepared? Like I'm just, I got off track for my son for meditating. Mm-hmm. Now I make sure he reads books, but how can we get our kids better mentally prepared for events? Is it something that we should be doing in the car? Is it more of making sure that we tell them to turn off the you know the video games that's at night, making sure they get that eight, nine hours of sleep? Um, if that's what they take for them, what would you guys recommend? Uh, I think that's gonna be you know individual specific, but you mentioned some good things. Yeah, don't let them stay up late. You know, don't let them play video games because that's a, a form of stimulation mentally that can still drain an athlete. There, you got physical energy and you have mental energy and you only have so much. It's not limitless. It might seem like it with these young athletes, but it's not. And, and so I think anything that you can do to help your kid decompress, to teach them how to decompress, to teach them how to bring anxiety down, to teach them how to focus. All of those sorts of things are going to put them in, in better stead when they go to compete. Because it's it's everyone just thinks, okay, well, I'm just going to try harder. And actually, I found the key to success in sports is not to try harder, but to relax and let it already happen. Because it's already in the body. And, yes. and sometimes you have to surrender to what your body already knows. The body's amazing, man. It's like a computer. If you program it, you don't have to do anything more, you know? But everyone is always trying to do more. Okay, I'm gonna try and run harder. You know, I'm gonna try and swing harder. And most of the time when you talk to successful athletes, they get in that flow state where they're almost detached. And I think that's a skill that needs to be practiced. You know, in baseball, it's, we, you call it slowing down the ball. Mm-hmm. Do you really practice slowing down the ball? You know, you, athletes go ahead, don't. Go ahead, Jason. No, I was going to say, do you think people are trying to do harder? Maybe because the parents are trying to put that 
that Mamba effect on their kids where we, we we have this we have this romance about how Kobe Bryant worked hard. Yeah. Right? Four practices a day. And yeah. because he just worked harder. Do you think a lot of parents are trying to put that Mamba effect on their kids? So oh, now we're just trying to tell kids just work absolutely. harder but not smarter? It, you see it everywhere. I mean, it's on the Gatorade commercials. It's on the Nike commercials. Everything is about more is better. And no, quality is better. And, and that was the one thing that I learned when I made the transition, really made the transition from collegiate athlete to, pe- to professional athlete, is, and this is what I actually told the, 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 the woman a couple days ago, it's, a, it's surprising the small amount of work that you have to do, at least to me, to be successful. But it doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It doesn't mean you're not doing little, but what it means is you're doing a higher quality of work. See, everyone just thinks more is better. For instance, you got a headache and you pull out your aspirin bottle. It says take one. Well, you know what? If I take two, it's gonna, that's gonna be better. That's our mentality, you know? It, it's you, you Quench your thirst. Well, okay, do I get a 16 ounce thing or do I get a 32 ounce big gulp? You know, <laughs> more is better. Yeah, more is better. You know, supersize me. It, it's just part of our culture, and I, you know, I'm a I'm a minimalist when it comes to training. And I'm like, what's I always say? What's the minimum effective dose? That's what I look at. What's the minimum effective dose? Then after you figure that out, you can move on to something else and add that into your program, or you don't go into diminishing returns or you don't go into something that's going to hurt your athlete, i.e. doing 300 push-ups. In other words, <laughs> if, I didn't, if, if you don't have to put on the bomb, why are you putting on the bomb? You know, <laughs> to quote Jackie Giles. <laughs> you know, Aaron, you know, you're not a minimalist. You're a smart tactician in what you're doing. And it's about being intelligent. You know, you said it when you moved for collegiate athlete to professional athlete, you know, you just, you, you just got better at how you were going to go about the process. You became smarter with it. No different than I went from, you know, college to playing in big leagues. It's like you become, you understand what's, what's going on. So I guess the message here is parents out there understand it's not more it's it's the quality of your work and find the professionals that can help you and have a true interest in your kid that want to help you and not say hey come over i get this program more 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 no be smart and intelligent about it great points really good points about that um yeah i see that all the time right now where even when I see videos where people like you said 300 push-ups are this thing. And I always wonder, especially with baseball, how does that apply to baseball? Yeah. Are you doing, I'm thinking one drill in my head where I see somebody making the kids do something 20 times, not stopping, no breaks. But I'm like, <laughs> how does that apply with baseball? Where baseball, you're like, then burst, yeah. you have a, one burst. You're not, you're right. not doing 20 bursts at once like this. You're taking a right. break. Then usually you're usually doing a burst at that point. So that, and I see that, it's like, I don't know how that applies to the game, but that's your routine. I just haven't done it. Um, so I don't know it, but I'm just looking at it. I just don't know how it applies to baseball. I can see how it applies to basketball, but I don't see how it applies to baseball. So, no, great I, points. Yeah, make I, it tired. I, make it yeah. tired. Yeah. Yeah. 
And baseball to me always, and EJ, you look, both of you guys have a lot more experience than me. And baseball to me is always the game of how you keep up with not having mental fatigue over physical fatigue because you're doing the same pre pitch right. 300 times. And that one time you slack off doing that one thing is that when the ball gets hit to you, you're not paying attention then, or you didn't do it, or your preparation, and then that's when you have a negative effect from it. Am I right? Or, yeah. well. You're right. Absolutely, because it's a routine, and people don't know how to take a, a break between pitches. See, like, you don't have to be focused and glued in at the batter the whole time. You go and you do your pre-pitch, bam, didn't happen. Catcher catches the ball, no one's on base. You can look away. You can look in the sky. You can say something to yourself, and then when it's time to go again, focus again. That's learning how to focus and when to focus, when to take a break, and when to turn it back on. And people don't talk a lot about that. They just think, oh, where's your pre-pitch? You gotta be engaged every second. No, you don't. If you do that, you're gonna be off that one repetition when you just like, oh, I'm just mentally tired. You're tying yourself out. You gotta understand there's a smart way to go about it. Aaron said it a second ago. Being smart about what you do and how to do it, the process. And then things come automatic. And, and that's why it looks easy for professionals. Everyone can sit back and say, oh yeah, man, I can hit that guy that's sitting watching TV, armchair, you know. And, you know, it looks easy because they're professionals, but it's not easy. That's what makes it, that's what makes them professional, right? Exactly. Professionals make things exactly. look easy. Barry Bonds made hitting him in the water easy. Yeah. That's the hardest yeah. thing to do. Yeah, but you, you, you gotta realize how that sauce is made, you know? And and you know, there's a lot of people selling ketchup, and <laughs> and you know the the secret sauce isn't really a secret. It's just that people don't want to take the time that it takes to make it. So mm. anyway, that's my cooking analogy for the show. <laughs> love it, love but, it. Oh, it's great, great talking to you, AJ. Is there anything you want to add? Um, no. Jay, anything else you want to ask us? I know we've gone quite a while. No, I, no, this definitely is... have you back on. There's more to discuss. We definitely want to continue um, checking in on on Kai's um, travels through you know this whole journey. Right. And um, I think this was great. I think it was great for parents to hear your voice uh, besides ours. No, it was great. I'm glad he asked you guys those questions. Uh, I'm always learning. Through this whole process, I know it's funny. I was talking to Cedric Henderson, um, and we were talking about. He said, "Think about it. You just only got four summers left." And I was like, "Wow, time flies." So mm-hmm. uh, enjoy. So, so just enjoy. And uh, so this is a lot of great things, you guys. You guys have a lot of golden nuggets that I can definitely apply towards this journey with my son, and just making sure um, he could be the best version of himself. So I, I appreciate it. Jason, thank you for uh, joining us today. Really appreciate um, your insight. No problem. Thank you guys. I appreciate it so much. So, with that said, Aaron, you know we're at that that hour again, and uh, just want to say, Jason, thanks for being our guest today. And uh, this is Coach EJ Eric Johnson, known as the Brand, and Coach Aaron Thigpen, the Source. We'll see you.